0: Well, that, that's really bad. <laughs> I mean, stand by. every stand Georgia bulldog is doing the good. Well, they they have been they have, they have been on top of things, and they're not they're, they're proud and they think that they have got the whole inside. They did, and it it simply means the Georgia. We'll yeah, but, but when we play Texas, it's, it's not going to be that simple. So we've got the horses, you know. I mean, those boys are strong and front. Okay, let's go. Okay, good morning. I hope that you are up like I am. I know I'm. <laughs> I'm. Not I'm just, uh, I'm just Rick Bonfim doing some teaching about Elijah. And so I want to call your attention to the lessons we have learned from this great man of God. And, uh, we're beginning on chapter 21 about a vineyard. And, uh, it's a simple, simple story, but it's a very ugly story. Uh, Naboth, uh, Naboth had a vineyard close to the palace of Ahab. And he, and Ahab desired the vineyard. And he couldn't, Naboth couldn't sell it because it was an inheritance, partial land. You don't sell an inheritance, something that came from your grandfather to you. And you want to keep that as much as possible. But in this case, Ahab forced his hand. And with the help of Jezebel, she conjured a accusation, a false accusation against Naboth. And he was stoned in front of his community. And the dogs came and licked Naboth's blood. And of course, the Lord is very displeased because now Ahab had sins that he committed in in disregarding the Word of God, but he was the king in charge of Israel. And so, something happens in verse 17, chapter 21. Which is very interesting. It says, and the word of the Lord came to Elijah, the Tishbite. Well, up to now, the word of the Lord comes from small prophets to, to Ahab. Four, five of them, three or four of them are in the chapters 18, 19, 20, uh, as they come and give to, uh, uh, Ahab a direction or a word or you're going to win against the, uh, uh, against the enemy and, uh, and, and ben haddad 's army of, uh, of uh, 127,000 is going to be defeated. And they were, and they did were defeated. 100,000 felt that afternoon. 127,000 came as a wall fell upon them. It, 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 the hand of God is all over the place. Now what that simply says is that God can be close to you as you try to develop a will, a desire to please Him. And I know I have disappointed the Lord many times in my life, primarily from fear, primarily from selfishness, primarily from ideas that I did shouldn't have in my my head, in my mind. But as I grow older, I'm learning that, that I have to learn to obey the Word of the Lord and not question. And I know you have the same situation. You're involved in business, you're involved in all kinds of things in your life, and uh and so on the way here this morning, I'm saying, Lord, uh, help me how to teach this. You know how to teach this. I want to make sure that they get the idea here. And and and, and I got an idea in my head that I know the Lord gave me. <clears throat> when God is in charge of your life, the speed or how you develop is is not uh, is not according to somebody else. It's slower. Uh, we are in this building now for a period of about uh, 30 years of uh, 20 years 25 years we rent from this company this is our building and uh and a lady came in and she wanted me to uh downsize it so she can move her company on the second door here and uh, and take over and I finally had to tell her uh, and I didn't know how to say it but I simply said I couldn't do it now, what I wanted to, to explain to her, which I didn't explain to her, uh, this woman that wanted to rent this property for us, so we were downsizing a little bit, was that uh, I I need time to make a decision like that because I want to please the Lord and not her. I need more time. And she don't want to give me time. She wants me to move in about three months, and I'm not ready to move. Or or, or and So I just told her I, I, I'm going to keep on renting it and I'm not going to move. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Why did I do that? I did that because I want to make sure that the Lord is involved in how to do this move uh, to downsize this office uh, and and begin to uh, move toward Atlanta and and the teaching there, the discipline there, which is so overpowering me at this moment. And so, I love that. I want to please the Lord. And so, all of the minor prophets, and by the way, there were three or four of the minor prophets, prophets that came to talk to Ahab. And they were from a school that Samuel had in the area. But on verse 17, after anointing Elisha, after doing all that God told him to do, Elijah is just downsizing now, waiting for that great day when he, he'll meet the Lord. God speaks to him. It's on verse 17, chapter 21. It says, The word of the Lord came to Elijah. Well, God has been talking, using all the prophets, minor prophets, small prophets. Suddenly, (laughs) God returns to Elijah. The Tishbite, Arise. Arise, meaning get out of your bed. Go down to meet Ahab, the king of Israel, which is in Samaria. Usually as the Lord leads us into terms of uh, what to do, He gives clear direction, specific direction. And that's what I want to hear about this move to downsize the office. When, Lord, do I downsize? How do I downsize? How do I do that? Would you lead me? Would you tell me? Now, you probably say, Rick, anybody can move, get the furniture piece, put on the truck and get away. Well, not really. Not really. You don't move a truck until the Lord says as a truck. Uh, don't 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 get so fast in doing things so fast until the Lord directs you specifically. Now is that an important thing for me? Yes it is. I've been here for twenty-five years. So am I am I gonna move according to what she needs or what I need? Not not me, not her, the Lord. He will tell me how I'm going to move. He will tell me what to do. He and so I'm saying to you that as you conduct your business. You need to learn this lesson. The reason why things go wrong with business is that you move ahead of God. And you can't move ahead of God and please Him. You've got to be behind. You've got to recognize that He is in charge of your life. Amen? Now, Behold, He is in the vineyard of Naboth, which He has gone down to possess it. So so Elijah was called to go to Samaria and look for Ahab in the direction where he's supposed to go is in the vineyard that used to belong to Naboth, which had been killed, uh uh stoned to death by his spears. And that's where you're going, Elijah. So does God is interested in small details? Oh, yes. He told him exactly where Ahab was at the vineyard, down behind your palace, right inside of it. And then the Lord says to, to Elijah, I want you to tell him what I'm saying to you. Now, this is really interesting. You, know, you, you go over there, and, 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 and of course, uh, you need to go over there but you're not going to say what you want to say you want to say what the Lord is that uh, from the Lord yes it is is that the way God operates yes it is a lot of things came out of my mouth and come out of my mouth I have no control of it and I'm not backing up in what I said why because the Lord used my mouth to say it and I'm not going to just say uh, anything derogatory any, any doubt any fear any anxiety any turmoil if the Lord spoke that's it and I stand behind it and so help me God. That's the position of a servant of the Lord. You don't go around pleasing people and trying to be nice to everybody. If the Lord spoke, now, uh, uh, sure, look, uh, and you shall speak unto Him. <laughs> you shall speak unto whom? Who speaks who to whom? Elijah. God spoke to Elijah and said, Elijah, tell him this. So this is serious. Thus says the Lord. Now from the moment that Elijah arose from where he was, where was Elijah? Well, far away from, from Samaria. I have no idea. He was in somebody's house taking a nap or resting waiting for the lord to speak something so he calls on Elijah tells him where Ahab was what to say to him specifically and he says you have you killed and also take take possession he goes directly into the need into the problem in the heart of of this king of Israel. He, he, could, he could have said something different, like perhaps he could have said, uh, how you been today? I need to talk to you about something very important. Can we simply just go ahead and meet under the Jupiter tree and have a little fellowship and I'll talk to you? Not really. Go to the king of Israel, Ahab, and say this. 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 Have you killed and also taken possession? Did God saw the people from the village stoning Naboth because of lies that uh, he did something against the king? All of this is orchestrated by his wife. And he did not take charge. And you shall speak unto him, say, in other words, Have you killed them? Take possession? Uh, I, I, I knew it. He didn't say, "Have you killed and take possession?" Because the one that uh, that uh, that killed was really Jezebel, his wife. He took possession. She orchestrated the death of Naboth, the real owner of this this vineyard. And so, thus says the Lord: In the place where dogs licked the blood of Naboth shall dogs lick your blood even more. In Matthew chapter 7 verse 21 says, With what measure you meet, it shall be measured to you again. With what measure you meet, it shall be measured to you again. Now notice that that the dogs licked Naboth because he was stoned. But in the same place that Naboth died stoned by the community leaders, at that place, Ahab is going to die. And he and the dogs that licked the blood of Naboth will do the same too. So it's a judgment. It is not really something that is conversational. It, it, the Lord is simply saying, In the place where dogs lick the blood of Naboth shall dogs lick your blood even more. Even more. Even more meaning they're going to tear you apart with their teeth. Now that's a serious word from the Lord, my god what a what a horrible and Ahab said to Elijah, now Ahab now responds to the prophet now, if you look very carefully in the other minor prophets that came in to speak to Ahab during all of the when 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 king ben hadads army begins to uh, assail. Samaria. You don't have no conversation between Ahab and the prophets. But here, since it is Elijah, Ahab talks to him. Look at this. Ahab said to Elijah, Have you found me, O my enemy? Have you found me, O my enemy? You see, Ahab is (laughs) not paying attention. Look, the Lord is the one who said through Elijah, what really was going to happen to the king of Israel, Ahab. But he's trying to cover up and saying, Oh, you're listen, Ahab, your enemy is not Elijah. Your enemy is the Lord. You've got to find a way in your life to where when you are in trouble and in warfare of any kind, the battle belongs to the Lord. Don't, don't get over there and try to solve the problems yourself. If, if something's going on in your life that needs the attention of the Lord, He will step in front of you. And that's what I'm saying. I'm going to move out of here when He says move. <clears throat> Until He says move, I'm not going to move. And I almost did. I almost did. Look. And He answered all oh, my enemies. And, and Elijah answered, I have found you. In other words, I I found you. <laughs> I found you because God told me where you were. You were in Samaria. You were in the vineyard that used to belong to Naboth. Look at verse uh, verse 18. He's going down to possess the vineyard and he's out there giving directions. Clear no here, clear no here. I want this wine to be my wine and these grapes to be my grapes. And, uh, and do this and do that and so on. I have found you. This is, this is uh, Elijah speaking to Ahab, the king of Israel. I have found you. The Lord told me exactly where you were. So don't, don't you think God is in charge of this whole thing? He saw his sin. He knew that what he did against Naboth was horrible. Horrible. To have an elder man like Naboth stoned to death, it's got to be one of the most horrible, horrible things to do to a man. Oh, He answered, he said, I have found you because you have sold yourself to work evil in the sight of the Lord. You worked evil in the sight of... So what do you mean? You see, one of the things that I've been learning in my personal life, in relationship with the Lord is that I'm always in the presence of the Lord. In other words, if I'm doing something wrong, I'm doing it in the presence of the Lord. If I'm doing something good, I'm in the presence of the Lord. In other words, I can't get away from the Lord. I can't run and hide from the Lord and have neighbors killed and just think that I can cover that up. In other words, if you are a child of God, heir of the kingdom today, you are constantly in the presence of the Lord. And in this story... Ahab listens to Elijah saying, Because you have sold yourself to work evil. You sold yourself to work evil. In the sight of the Lord, you sold yourself. You sold yourself. Meaning, you gave in to what your wife has been telling you in your ears. You've been, you, you, you sold yourself. You knew what she's going to do. You knew that they were judging David in the in the in the in the square and and brought false witnesses against him and they they stoned him to death you were there you're looking through that window as the king of Israel and you allowed that to take place and Elijah said to thus says the Lord says I will bring evil upon you behold I will bring evil upon you Will take away your posterity, will cut off, and will cut off from Ahab him who urinates against the wall, and him who is shut up and left in Israel. It's verse 21, uh, Andy. Simply means those that are lesser in the kingdom of God, those who are the poorest, who have no place to stay. Belong to your family. In other words, it's verse 21. Okay. It's verse 21. Behold, I will bring evil upon you and will utterly sweep away and will cut off from Ahab every male, both bond and free in Israel. Okay. In other words, posterity here means that the judgment will come not only to you, but to to your children and to your children's children. Now, that is really something. So, did God love Naboth? Yes, He did. Is Naboth an innocent man that's caught in in the entrains of an evil woman called Jezebel? Yes, yes. He just ha- just happened to be in, in the midst and the environment. and I will make your house like the house of Jeroboam, the son of Naboth, and like the house of Basha, the son of Ahabajah, Ab- 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 for the provocation where you have provoked me to anger and makes Israel to sin Ahab and Jezebel led Israel even into deeper sin. Uh, if you go to First Kings chapter 14 verse 10, I'm explain to you verse 22 a little bit. So go to go to uh, uh, 1 Kings 14 and look at verse 10 and 11. It's an interesting verse. It says this, Therefore I will bring evil upon the house of Jeroboam and I will cut off from Jeroboam and him who urinates against the wall. I mean, all the men of the family. All the men of the family. Those who urinate against the wall are the men, referring to the to the male influence in, in the in the in the in the posterity and inheritance of Ahab, And him who is shut up and left in Israel, and I will take away the remnant of the house of Jeroboam, as a man makes away dung till the all it's all gone. He who dies in of Jeroboam in the city shall the dogs eat. So what I'm saying is, what happened to Jeroboam is going to happen to Ahab. The dogs will lick your, your your blood. The dogs will lick leak, will leak your, your blood. And now Jezebel, Jezebel also spoke to the Lord. Verse 23 for the first time brings the wife that did all of this in his name using his seal of a king. She's brought into the picture It's on on verse 24. You need to mark that because, you see, I thought God will never refer to Jezebel, but He's about to do it. And it's very important because you want to make sure that you are observing this in a way to learn from this. That if you are listening to the Lord and your wife tells you that this is not the way it is, something's wrong. A wife should never lead the men of the house, to do what she wants. But the two will come in agreement. If there is dissension, something is not right. Look at this. It says, And of Jezebel also spoke the Lord, saying, The dogs shall lead Jezebel by the wall of Jezreel. Now Jezreel here is the palace. I don't know if you know the word Jezreel. Jezreel is the valley of Jezreel, which is the valley uh, 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 where there will be uh, the end of the world in the uh, Armageddon battle. It's about 60 miles by 60 miles square area, or or 60 by 100 miles square. It begins all the way south of, uh, north of Jerusalem, and and all the way to... uh, Mount Carmel and the whole that area. It is a very historical area. When you look from Mount, Mount Carmel down the valley, it's farms everywhere in a straight and very flat piece of land. And that's, that's Jezreel. Retribution should take over her near the scene of her latest crime. Go to Second Kings nine thirty six and I want to stop just a minute because Second uh, Kings nine thirty six I want I want to read this to you nine thirty six just a moment I'm getting there real quick wherefore they came again and told him and said to him this is the word of the Lord was spoken by his servant Elijah the Tishbite saying in the portion of Jezreel shall dogs eat the flesh of Jezebel. The prophecy referred to is that recording First Kings twenty-one twenty-three. This is where we are in our Bible study. First Kings twenty-one twenty-three. God spoke through Elijah the what was going to happen to, to to Jezebel. Oh, it's a horrible way to die. It's a horrible way. Why why so much evil in this? Why why did God respond in that way? Well. You see, there's a man here who is a righteous man. His name is Naboth. And he loved the Lord with all his heart. And he worked this vineyard all his life because his father and great-grandfathers gave to him. And he is taking care of that, which is livelihood. The wine that came out of the neighbor's vineyard must be one of the best wines. Anyone can drink it in the whole area. He was a man respected and suddenly his pride was taken from him. His demeanor was taken from him. He was falsely accused by people that Jezebel rigged up behind the curtain. He was stoned in front of his family, in front of his children and great-grandchildren. it's not an easy thing to watch. We look very much to Jezebel and look to Ahab, but you need to take a look at this man because he loved God with all his heart. And so, verse 23, And him who dies in the field shall shall the fowl of the air eat. Him who dies of Ahab in the city the dog shall eat. He who dies in the field shall the fowls of the air eat. Meaning, meaning judgment established upon the family of Ahab all the way to his great -great grandchildren And there was none likened to Ahab who did sell himself to work weakness in the sight of the Lord, whom Jezebel, his wife, stirred up. Ahab was the most wicked king of Israel thus far. If you study scripture, Ahab is one of the bad dudes that Israel had better than anybody else. In fact, this program of every increasing weakness continues until the whole nation had to be destroyed. He begun something that defiled the presence of the Lord. Verse 26 says, And he did very abominably in following idols, according to all things as he did the Amorites, whom the Lord cast out before the children of Israel. Remember now that Ahab is the one who was present as as the God's, the Baal God prophets. 450 of them were, 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 were slaughtered at Mount Carmel. He he saw his battle of 7,000 men plus 232 princes battle against 127,000 soldiers belonging to Ben-Hadad, the king of Syria. He saw the hand of God come in, and one day 100,000 were slaughtered. But that's not enough. Now, if that happened to you and I, it would be a different thing. So, what we learned from this lesson today is that as you see the, the will of God, as you come close to Him, as you abstain from idols of any kind, as you worship the Lord better than anything else, including Bulldog Nation. You don't worship Bulldog Nation. You worship the Lord. I don't give glory to Georgia, but glory to God only. In other words... You've got to pay attention here, folks. You've got to pay attention. The Lord God Almighty deserves the glory, and no one can take from Him the glory of God. Is is your endeavor until you die? You worship Him and you praise Him and you give Him glory and honor, and you don't run from anything that, uh, and you do not move out of your building until the Lord tells you to move out of your building. I'm Rick Bonfim, servant of the Lord. So wonderful to be with you. The Lord bless you and keep you, make His face to shine upon you, and give you peace. Amen. Amen. Amen.